0: This is amy bauman and you are listening to speaking truth with love for more information about myself or for his glory ministry you can head to amybauman.com now here is today's show good morning happy father's day welcome to church online i'm chaplain amy bauman with for his glory ministry And I am so glad that you found us today, that you're going to be joining us today on this Father's Day. A big shout out to all you dads out there, grandpas and uncles and brothers and those that are raising up the next generation. And happy Father's Day, Daddy. I love you. I don't know how much you know about my story, but my husband and I have been married for going on almost 14 years. This is our second marriage. His first wife died of cancer and my first marriage ended in divorce and God brought us together at a very unique time when my children were teenagers. Him and his first wife were not able to have any kids and so God brought us together and we got married and we became this instant family and let me tell you, it was very challenging Teenage years are those hard years, I'm sure you know, when they're finding their feet, they're becoming independent, they have their own opinion on absolutely everything, and you are never right. And so when we came together, it was very challenging. But my husband is an amazing father and now grandfather, and it's proof that God restores and redeems all things. And that he is an amazing, faithful father. And on this Father's Day, I want to talk about that today. And I also want to specifically look at Daniel 10. There's a lot of things that are happening out there in the world today. Things behind the scenes, things that we can't even see in this earthly realm. But you have to remember we're also in a spiritual realm. And I want to look at that today and how no matter what's going on behind the scenes, God is a faithful father and he is walking with us. So lots of things to talk about today. But before we get started, let's open up our service with prayer. Father God, I'm so grateful today. I'm so grateful for you, the father who loves us who sent his one and only son to die on a cross to give us everlasting life and forgiveness of sins and hope as we live in this broken world. And I'm so grateful for all of those fathers out there today, Lord. I pray that whatever message that you have for each one of them, whoever's watching today, who's ever listening, Lord, Holy Spirit, we just invite you into this place that you will open up our hearts and our ears for exactly what you have for each one of us to equip us, to help us, to walk with us as we navigate this world. We love you and praise you and are excited for everything that you are going to do today. And we ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, Daniel 10 might be something you're like, wow, that is Certainly something I never thought about for a Father's Day message. But as I came across this passage in Daniel during my study time, I don't know if I've ever really read it before, but it jumped off the page. And I knew right then that this was what God had wanted us to talk about today and how he brought everything together. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Daniel 10. We're going to be looking at verses 1 through 14 And I promise as we make our way through, it's all going to make sense. Now, this is the same Daniel that came to work under Nebuchadnezzar. Remember, Daniel interpreted his dream and he was placed in a high position in the king's courts. But things happened and Daniel was thrown into the lion's den. And you remember that, that Daniel came out and was unscathed and... Uh, he served as an advisor to kings and a government administrator and a prophet of God. And there is many things we read in Daniel that are prophetic. And he predicted the future triumph of the messianic kingdom. But this, these verses today show us what happens behind the scenes and the battle that is actually taking place even today. So let's pick up and read and starting in verse one. In the third year of Cyrus, King of Persia, a revelation was given to Daniel who was called Belshazzar. Its message was true and it concerned a great war. The understanding of the message came to him in a vision. At that time, I, Daniel, mourned for three weeks. I ate no choice food, no meat or wine touched my lips, and I used no lotions at all until the three weeks were over. On the 24th day of the first month, as I was standing on the bank of the great river, the Tigris, I looked up and there before me was a man dressed in linen, with a belt of gold from Euphaz around his waist. His body was like topaz, his face like lightning, his eyes like flaming torches, his arms and legs like the gleam of burnished bronze, and his voice like the sound of a multitude. I, Daniel, was the only one who saw the vision. Those who were with me did not see it. But such terror overwhelmed them that they fled and hid themselves. So I was left alone, gazing at this great vision. I had no strength left. My face turned deathly pale, and I was helpless. Then I heard him speaking, and as I listened to him, I fell into a deep sleep, my face to the ground." A hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees. He said, Daniel, you who are highly esteemed, consider carefully the words I am about to speak to you and stand up, for I have now been sent to you. And when he said this to me, I stood up trembling. Then he continued, do not be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come in response to them. But the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. Then Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me because I was detained there with the king of Persia. Now I have come to explain to you what will happen to your people in the future. For the the vision concerns a time yet to come. Thanks be to God for these words. Now what does this mean? What does this mean for this time that Daniel had fasting and praying for 21 days? And then a man comes to him and, and wants to give him a vision. And why is this so important to know about this for us today? Well, digging a little deeper, this is what I found. So the prophet Daniel had received a troubling vision concerning a great war, and that's how we started it off in Daniel verse one, Daniel 10 verse one. He went into a three-week period of mourning, fasting, and prayer. In response to Daniel's prayer, God sent a heavenly messenger to explain the vision. However, the messenger was delayed for those same three weeks, as he explains to Daniel. But the prince of the Persian king resisted me, for 21 days. Then Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, because I was detained there with the king of Persia. So later the angel speaking to Daniel predicts further fighting. Soon I will return to fight against the prince of Persia, and when I go, the prince of Greece will come, but first I will tell you what is written in the book of truth. No one supports me against them except Michael, your prince. Now, we didn't read that. That was in verses 20 and 21. If you want to continue reading uh, the story, I would encourage you to do it. But taking the passage that we read at face value, it seems that the prince of Persia is a fallen angel who in some sense, had authority or influence over this physical kingdom of Persia. In Daniel 10, the prophet is praying about the future of his people and their exile in Persia. And a heavenly angel is dispatched with the answer. But a demonic prince of Persia obstructs the messenger. This action would make sense as the divine answer involves the overthrow of the Persian empire. The angelic messenger finally gets some help from the archangel Michael, who is apparently the prince or one of the princes of Israel in the angelic realm. Do you see the spiritual battle that's happening behind the scenes that They can't see, Daniel and his men can't see. Then the angelic messenger says that he's going to face even more spiritual warfare, returning to fight against the prince of Persia. And and after that, he will face another spiritual enemy, enemy, the prince of Greece. So we know from history, and as was prophesied in Daniel, that Greece would be the next world power after Persia and that great Greece would dominate Israel for a time. This is truly happening in the world in this time period. So in this passage, three spiritual entities are mentioned in relation to three earthly nations, Persia, Greece, and the Prince of Israel, Michael. And as the New Testament reminds us in Ephesians 6.12, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. I want you to try to wrap your brain around this for a second. What we're seeing in Daniel 10 is the spiritual warfare that was happening, that was going on behind the scenes that they couldn't see regarding uh, the powers that were going to be coming into play and the different countries that were going to be taking over and the demons the these evil spirit demons that were in charge of these things happening and then on god's side right the angels that were also in charge of these specific regions and situations and the battle that is happening and i think part of our problem today is that we are not aware of the battle we are not aware of the not only physical realm that we live in, but also the spiritual realm and, and what is happening that we cannot see with our physical eyes. And a lot of times when it appears that God is not answering our prayers, we instantly blame God and we, we believe that he's not hearing us, that he doesn't love us, that he doesn't care about us and we start believing every lie from the enemy that God is not listening. And so as we're waiting, we're we're waiting for God, we're starting to get a little distracted. We start to listen to the lies of the enemy and he's saying this is why God isn't answering is because he doesn't love you. He's not listening to you. Your prayers don't matter. If, if God were such a great God, wouldn't he be answering to your situation right now? And what we don't realize is the same thing that happened in Daniel 10 is the same thing that is happening to us today. The enemy is working and moving and they have their own agenda right? To distract us, to detour us, to get off, off of God's path, to, to make us give up, to make us stop praying, stop fighting, stop believing. And while we're waiting for our prayers to be answered, we're fighting against an enemy that we can't even see. If there is one thing that we need to do today is that we need to wake up and realize that the battle is real. If you joined us last Wednesday for our online Bible study, we have that every Wednesday live on Facebook. It starts at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We've been working through the book of Acts, but last week we took a little break and we looked at Ephesians 6 and the full armor of God. There was a reason for that. God was very clear that he wanted us to take a break from acts and what's happening in the early church and look at his full armor. And I believe that God then and today is trying to get our attention, trying to remind us that the battle is real, that we are all living in not only a physical realm, but a spiritual realm. And that this battle has been going on a long time. The battle is real. And God shows us how to fight and reminds us that we've already won in Him. But part of the reason that we feel like we're losing is that we're not aware. That we're not using the tools and the weapons that He's given us. That we're not... Standing firm, that we're not praying, and that we are not believing that we are victorious. Ephesians 1 19 through 23 reads this And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe? according to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all and all. Why well, talk about this today on Father's Day? Of all days to talk about it. I think... On days like this, when we're celebrating fathers, and even on Mother's Day when we're celebrating mothers, in our humanness, the relationships that we have here on earth influence us us in big and small ways. These people that were put in charge of raising us Our people, humans, uh, they have flaws. They have things that they're struggling with. And in a lot of times, how they raise us up is affected by the things of their past, the things that they've gone through, the things that they believe in. And a lot of times, we're not raised up the way God wants us to be raised up, knowing who we are in Christ. There are struggles, right? The people in our lives let us down. We can look back and see brokenness and and struggle, and they don't show love the way that we need to be loved. And when we grow up, we guard our hearts and sometimes see people in negative lights, based on the experiences that we've gone through. Sometimes we look at God this way. We throw God in the same box that we throw all of these people in our lives that have somehow influenced us or hurt us or broke us. And we think, Why? Why, God, would you allow this to happen? How can you be a good father when I didn't have a good father? How can you be someone who loves me when my mother hurt me? How can you allow the things that are happening in this world to happen and say that you are a good father? If God was a faithful father, why have I had such a hard life? If God was a loving God, why would he allow these things to happen? If God really loved the world, why would it be in the shape and the mess that it is in today? And trust me when I say that those questions that we ask are fueled by the enemy And lack of knowledge that we truly have about the Father, our Father in heaven. Because when you really get to know him, when you spend time with him, when you read his word and unpack his truth, you know the true character of God. You know that he really does love you. You know that this way, the way we see the world today wasn't his original design. His original design we read about in Genesis when we look at the Garden of Eden and how Adam and Eve walked with God in the Garden in this relationship with him, that they had everything that they needed, that God prepared this beautiful place that had no death and no sickness and no heartache and no disease. And yet, when sin entered the world, everything changed. And Adam and Eve were forced to leave the garden and live in this new broken world that they had actually invited in. By choosing to eat from the one tree that God had commanded them not to eat from. And sin came in and everything changed. And we have been working this entire time since then. God has been working to restore us back to him. And he did that by sending his one and only son, Jesus, to come in and cancel the plans of the enemy and to restore us back to God himself and to make a way when there was no way. He loves us so much. He's such a faithful God that he sent his only son. And he's given us the tools to fight against the enemy while we live here on this earth and every spiritual truth we need in his word. He's given us everything, not holding anything back. And yet through the distortion and the distraction and the disease and the detours, the enemy is pulling us all the time, trying to pull us away from God so that we will forget that we will forget that we were created in his image, that we will forget that we are loved, that we are chosen, that we are forgiven, that he has a great plan and purpose for each one of us. And if he can keep distracting us and keep detouring us and keep taking us off the path, well, maybe we'll forget long enough that we won't remember that we have a God who is a faithful father who loves us, that only has great plans for us, and that is sending his son to come back and take us home, to our home. All God asks of us is to surrender, to lean into him, and to trust him, to trust him that he is working all things together for his good. We may have imperfect mothers and fathers and families here on earth. But our father in heaven is faithful and loving and wants to restore us back to himself. And he's trying to wake us up. He's trying to make us aware of the spiritual battle that we are in while we are living in this physical realm and that the battle is happening today. It's the same battle that Daniel experienced back that we read today in Daniel 10. It's the same battle, the same forces. So what do we need to do? We need to put on the full armor of God. We need to put on the helmet of salvation and the breastplate of righteousness and the shoes of the gospel of peace and the belt of truth and pick up the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit and be aware of the battle. And we need to pray. Sometimes praying seems hard for people because they think of this formal dialogue that they need to have with God, that they need to say all the right words and all the right things and they just have a hard time because basically they're praying to someone that's not in the room physically. So prayer seems challenging and hard and a lot of times gets put way over here for special occasions and maybe before mealtimes. Prayer is just another word to talk about a conversation. A conversation with God who loves us, our Father. To invite Him into our situations, to ask for strength, to ask for help, to thank Him. To thank Him right out loud for the day or the sunshine or the breath in our lungs. Prayer is... Is, is having a conversation with God. He knows your heart. He wants you to communicate with him. And prayer is so important. What we're saying out loud, what we are saying we are believing in, We need to realize the spiritual battle that we are all in and to remember the faithfulness of our Father. That His love is unchanging and we need to stop believing the lies from the enemy. This passage in Daniel is a wonderful teaching on prayer and shows us the direct hindrance Satan can be in our lives. Daniel had fasted and prayed for 21 difficult days. And as far as we can see from the biblical account, the difficulty came not because Daniel wasn't a good person, not because he, his prayers weren't right, not because God didn't hear him or, or didn't care, But because of the special attack from Satan, the Lord sent his angelic messenger to tell Daniel that his prayer was answered the moment he began to pray, the moment he began to pray. But the good angel was hindered by an evil angel who met him along the way and wrestled with him for 21 days. What happens on day 20 when we stop praying? When we stop believing? When we all of a sudden start thinking that God is not faithful, that God doesn't hear our prayers? That God isn't going to answer us. What happens on day 20 when that, that spiritual angel, that angel that is fighting on our behalf, we stop praying and now we start believing the lies of the enemy? Everything falls apart it's a cooperation. It's a relationship. God's given us the tools to fight and has taught us how to pray and has taught us what we need to use and has taught us that we are victorious in Christ, but we need to do what we need to do. We need to cooperate with God's word. We need to believe God's word is the same on day one as it is on day 20, as it is on day 30, as it is always. And we need to be aware and awake that the spiritual battle that we are experiencing can cause some trouble in our lives, can affect how things are happening. We're going to have pushback. We're going to have... These things that come up, these attempts, these weapons formed. But God's word tells us that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. It didn't prosper for Daniel and it won't prosper for us. But the weapons will form. Things will happen. Wrestling matches in the spiritual realm will happen. But where are we in our faith? And are we believing that God is a faithful father? This conflict occurred in the heavens, yet Daniel experienced the same kind of conflict here on earth as he agonized in prayer. Satan's attack and the struggle delayed the answer three full weeks, but God is faithful and greater than the attacks of Satan and Daniel receives his answer. A lot of times in our humanness, we want things now. We want things right now. And it doesn't help that our world has created it so that we can get a lot of things today or the next day delivered to our doorstep. Or we can run to the store and pick up what we need. We can order things online and have them delivered. We have this microwave society that we just want to push a few buttons and our food will be done. And yet this is not God's creation. This is man's creation. God's timing is different than our timing. And there are more things going on in the world than what we just see with our physical eyes we have a responsibility my friends to be active as the body of christ we need to cooperate with god's word We need to believe that God's word is God's will and that God doesn't operate outside of his word. He has put everything together perfectly. And has this beautiful plan that he is restoring and redeeming and rebuilding even now. And the enemy knows that he has this short window left where he is the prince of this world. He knows that Jesus is coming back and that when he does, everything will change. His goal is what it's always been, to take out as many image bearers of Christ as he can because he hates us all. And so what do we need to do now in these final days, however long that is? It means we need to stand firm and fight against the enemy with the tools God has given us and with the strength of Jesus inside of us, sharing God's love with all that we meet. Our commission has not changed. We need to get up every single day and put on the full armor of God and fight and believe that we are victorious. We need to go out and love one another. We need to live realizing that we're living in a world that's broken by sin, but that God has a plan and is restoring us back to himself. And he did that with Jesus. So we get up each and every day and we live the life that we have. We live one foot in this world and one foot in the next, fighting against a battle that is happening in both worlds, trusting and believing that God is greater, trusting in his timing, trusting and believing that we are victorious. Let us remember today that the battle is real, that God is a faithful father and that we win in the end. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, I'm so grateful for your word. I'm so grateful that we can look back and into the the life of Daniel and see that we too will face the same things that he did. The same spiritual battle that was happening then is happening now and how important it is for us to be aware, to be awake, to be cooperating with your word and using the tools that you have given us to fight. And Lord, on this Father's Day, we we realize that we live in an imperfect world with imperfect people and that there, there are people that have hurt us, that, that are people that have caused us to look even at you differently. But Lord, we ask today for every person watching, every person listening, that they will have love and forgiveness in their hearts, that they will look at things from your perspective, that they will understand that we are all broken and we have all fallen short of the glory of God, that we need you, we need you in our lives, We need you to help us navigate this world, and that none of us are without sin. Help us stand up today, stand firm in your word, and love other people the way that you have asked us to love. And maybe that didn't happen in our life, Lord, but you're asking us today to choose to do it differently, to be the sons and daughters that you are calling us to be, to raise up the next generation with love and grace and truth. And you are asking us, Lord, to take this path, to follow you and to fight. And and Lord, to believe that we are victorious. So today, as a group, as a body of believers, we cancel the plans of the enemy in Jesus' name. He cannot manifest. We rebuke the spirit of fear. We rebuke the spirit of disease. We rebuke the spirit of confusion. We rebuke the self-seeking spirit. We rebuke the spirit of depression. We rebuke the spirit of addiction. We rebuke the spirit of depression, Lord. We stand on your promises and what your word says. And we believe that you are greater. We believe that you are the Prince of Peace and that you want to have us have that same peace in our lives. So help us Lord, help us follow you faithfully, believing that you are a faithful father and that you only have great plans for us. We love you, we praise you, we thank you. We ask that you seal these words in our hearts today so that we may live them out today and each day following. And we ask all of these things in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today and for being here. We pray that you have a wonderful Father's Day and a blessed week until we come together again. Be blessed. Thanks so much for joining me today. Stay tuned for more Tuesday teachings, Sunday sermons, and encouraging messages along the way. And until next time, be blessed.